Ladies and gentlemen, here's In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. Hello there. You're listening to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin, and with me in the studio, I've got two guests. One is Pei Wu, who is an independent jewelry maker. She's from Taiwan, and she uses minerals、uh, like stone carving. And the other person is Elias Nushbil. <laughs> Am I saying it right, Elias? Okay, he, who is also a jewelry maker,、um, and、um, he's he's based in Vienna, Austria, and he also specializes in stones.、Um, they both went to the same school in Germany.、Um, what's what's the name of the school again? Help me out. Ida Oberstein is the place, and、okay. it's part of the University of Trier. Oh, okay. So your major was in arts or jewelry making, or it's、um, a major in gemstone and jewelry. Gemstone and jewelry. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Now I just want to start off by asking why gemstone and jewelry? Pay why? What、oh, brought actually, you to this? Yeah. Actually, so my background was architecture in Taiwan, and then I was so into art and making, touching material when I minor in fine art. And then afterwards, I went to、uh, London for design, and and then I choose jewelry.、Okay. And then after one year, I just find it so fascinating. So then I go to the school in Germany. I didn't choose to make、uh, mineral and stone, but this school、uh, surprisingly specialized in this. Oh,、yeah. okay. So、um, it's interesting because you went from architecture, which is building like big, big things. Right、um, or designing big things to something so small, right? You know, I mean, why did you even study architecture?、Mm, because I still like it very much. I still enjoy it, but I fascinate by the artistic and creative part, combining with、uh, science, engineering, and the practical. And about this, it's very similar with jewelry. Oh, yeah. Except they're different in scale, right? Yeah. yeah, very interesting. Now, Elias, you are a man, and、yes. you were you you got into gem making and jewelry design. Now,、um, is that common back where you are? Because I I started by learning to be a goldsmith、mm. in Vienna, and in Vienna, actually, most goldsmiths are old men. Like for many generations, it's just the men making the goldsmith work. So is this in your family history? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I just want to make sure. No,、okay. no, no.、Um, it's just me, the first、uh-huh. one in the family. But、um, yeah, so I, I became a goldsmith, and then it was too boring for me to just make the simple rings that you find everywhere. So I looked for an interesting school which more focuses more on art. Yeah. And then I found a school in Germany in Ida Oberstein because they are really very free in in how you create jewelry. Oh, they give you the freedom to you know use your imagination. Yes. And yes. And they just provide you the material. They provide material and the、uh, the workshops, and you can just experiment in all materials, what you, whatever、yeah. you want. And that's really、right. really cool to find yourself as an artist. Okay. Now both of you、um, went to the same school, but you also came to Taiwan because of the same exhibit, right? And、um, what's this special exhibit? You said that they actually have it every year, and is it only jewelry making or just any form of art? 
the Gallery Mano focus on jewelry making, contemporary jewelry, and currently is is mainly uh, for my contemporary jewelry solo exhibition. But every December they do a table mano, and the title of this year is indelible. Indelible. Indelible, which means which means um, um, like unforgettable. Unforgettable. Something mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Okay. And that is a group exhibition from five jewelry maker. Yeah, mm. and Pei chose the five jewelry artists from the same school and from a group of friends she knows. Oh, okay. So you all came from the same school. Yeah. Yeah. It's your first time to Taiwan, right? Is yes. It? Yeah. It's very exciting. It is? Okay. So how long is this exhibit? Like for a month or something? For a month, yeah. yeah. Okay. For a little bit more than a month. A little yeah. Bit, yeah. Okay. So I think I read up a little bit about you two. I think for Pei, I think you had more... Just what you do actually helps you with your family relationship or something. You know, um, I, I know about this, how some people with, you know, the thing that they love doing, it actually helped them overcome maybe, you know, family issues and things like that. And and um, it's interesting. But um, how did this help you in your family relationship? Apparently, you didn't really get along with your mom, is it, before? But uh, this has helped. Okay. So um, the the very beginning of my research, which was the proposal of this master program, it did started from the relationship with my mom. Like I have all the question, like why, <coughs> why is our relationship like this, and uh, um, why we couldn't get along? Or I also ask myself, what is my original voice, and uh, I want to distinguish, like really identify myself, but is it even possible? So with this very, very broad question, I start my master project program and start this research, this journey. On gem uh, making, you yeah. said, uh, jewelry making. Jewelry making. Uh-huh. And uh, so the theoretical part and the practical part uh, happening at the same time. But how does it help you? Because I think you're... Um you know, I first saw the very first design uh, in the picture. Um, it looked like it's stone, but it looked like it was pressed down. Right. 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 And it's thinking like it's a hard thing. Now, why does it look soft? Now, what part of this helped you in your relationship with your mom? I mean, maybe there's a lot of um, um, meditation while you're designing. I don't know. I'm I'm just guessing. How does mm. this help? I think the helping part. So actually, in I think it's more like uh, I digested already, and then in the process of stone making because it's so long, and like you say, very meditative, uh-huh. and I can actually put what I feel and the result of how I digested into the form. Oh, really? And then it kind of show how I perceive the current situation so it's a kind of healing process isn't it a bit yes that's interesting you're listening to in the spotlight with shirley lynn i'm speaking with hey wu of taiwan and Elias. Nishbil of Austria, who are both jewelry maker and designers, 
and are in Taiwan for a month to exhibit their unique works. Well, Elias, um, it couldn't be because of any family issues that you're into gem making. Um, I mean, no. you, you seem to be a man who is into details. I mean, that's how I picture someone who you normally wouldn't think as the gender would be in jewelry making. Although I realize I'm very contradicting mm-hmm. in my own thinking because stone is hard yeah. and it needs men's force to cut into it, right? Because well, I'm seeing that your design is different from Pei in a way that Pei is, it looks like it's soft and then pressed down. And I'm thinking like pressing all out your anger out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true. But for you, yours are all very squarish and heavy. Yeah. And um, you're heavy. And I'm thinking like, I know you made a lot of rings. And um, I'm thinking, whoa, if I wear this ring, am I going to hurt someone? You know, like if I, because I talk with a lot of hand motions, you know, am I going to hurt someone with this stone, big piece of ring? And, but by the way, the rings that you guys design, at first glance, you don't think it's a ring. Right, you know? right. Yeah. It's out of the ordinary. It's not roundish. It's not all just a, the stereotype of roundish kind of ring. So, Elias, I'm still you're still a puzzle to me. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the that's the fun of making contemporary contemporary jewelry that you don't have to follow these rules that it has to be tiny and sparkling with a perfectly faceted gemstone. But uh, it's really for me anything you can still lift up can be a piece of jewelry because you wear it or you can carry it around. So for me, I'm I'm not focusing on how wearable it is itself, but more on the shape and uh, how people can maybe play with it. Oh, I and, see. And it's also because it's big and heavy, then you need to be more aware that you are wearing something. Oh, okay. It's like a, it's like a active, thing you're doing so even though this ring is made of stone um it can still break yeah if you drop by the wearer if the person is very careless yeah but the stone is very durable itself so if you just bump it on a wood table or or a door handle nothing really would happen only if you drop it on a stone floor then it might break yeah 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 Yeah, with a perfect angle right yeah (laughs) perfect angle yeah um i know Elias, you were saying that um that actually you can do anything with stone. I was really surprised because you think it's so hard. How can you mm-hmm. do anything with stone? You were saying that it can be shaped in a certain way, the way you want it. And you were saying that you kind of daydream and you can spend yeah. hours looking yeah. at a piece of stone and trying to figure out what, how you're going to do it. But the thing is that you decide on a chip, right? But then the, the result is not what you expected. And it's, oh, it's okay. I'll just move from there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that is very, very interesting to know that the nature of a stone can be uh, unpredictable. Yeah, because you cannot, or at least uh, the opaque stones, you cannot look inside. And when you cut a slice, then maybe you suddenly see there's a bubble or a different color bubble. or oh. a crack inside that you didn't know was there. So you have to be able to improvise somewhat when you're carving stone because the more layers you carve off, the more you will find out the characteristics of the stone, and then you can adjust to that. How can you get a bubble in a stone? Really? Sometimes there's water. Okay, so I guess I don't know 
you know, the nature of how a stone comes about. Because you thought that it's always been there for millions and millions of years. Well, but, but actually... Yeah, but before it's a stone, it's kind of like a soup of chemicals oh. that are really hot and dense under the pressure under the earth. And when it moves upwards with the, with the, the, the earth crust, it gets colder and then the, the minerals start to crystallize. Wow, I'm learning something today that you don't learn from school, you know. <laughs> Although I did take geology class um, in my freshman year in college, and you know, you choose three courses uh, of your major, and then the fourth one, the dean suggested I take something fun. So I took geology class, but to my father's dismay, and this is a very typical Taiwanese parent, she said, you're wasting my money by taking geology <laughs> class. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember going on like field trips mm -hmm. um, to look at stones and I can only remember mica. Mica? Oh. Right? It's like layer kind of stone, right? Mm. And it's shiny kind of. That's the only thing I remember from that whole semester of geology class. But um, it was it was all right. I didn't, I wasn't very thrilled, but at least it was something the dean suggested I take, you know, something that's more soft, you know, more interesting mm -hmm. than yeah. my major. That's all I know about geology. But you were saying, you know, it, it, it takes a lot of understanding of geology to to be a jewelry maker of stones, of using stones and minerals. Yeah, in our way, yes, because we use the we buy the rough stones when they are not cut from the trader. And there you really you need to spend a lot of time looking just at the rough stones at the trader to see if you can already see a crack that will destroy what you are planning. Oh yeah. And you need to like have some experience to see what crack will be is unnatural with where the stone will break or what is a natural crack or a inclusion like a bubble which can enhance the piece mm. and wouldn't be a danger to it. I hope you are just as fascinated about gems and stones as I am, regardless of whether you are into jewelry or not. Next week, more about jewelry making using stones with Pei and Elias. For In the Spotlight, I'm Shirley Lynn.